Welcome to the weekly podcast of Crew in Southeast Ohio. I'm Chad Helmer, and I'll be your host today. And we're really grateful that you've decided to tune in and listen to this week's episode. Crew, we are a caring community of people who are passionate about connecting people to Jesus Christ. And all across the colleges and campuses of Southeast Ohio, God is changing students' lives. And this podcast is dedicated to hear how our relationship with God has turned a student's life around 180 degrees. It's what we call a 180 story. And today we're excited to hear the 180 story of Mark Vorndran. Mark, thanks for being on the call with us. Hi, Chad. Thanks for having me. You bet. Excited to hear your story. But before we do that, uh, it's our custom to just get to know you a little bit here. Um, Tell me, where's home? Where are you from? So I'm from Brunswick, Ohio. It's a suburb of Cleveland, about half an hour south. So uh, yeah, Northeast Ohio all the way. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. And, uh, and that's where you're at right now. Am I correct? Yeah, you're correct. I'm, I'm totally remote for school this semester. Okay. So Mark and I were just talking, he's not one of those folks who will be joining us for phase two. And personally, I'm disappointed about that. Um, but I know some people are excited about phase two, some people less excited. And so, um, but Mark, tell us also, what are you studying and what year are you at OU? Yeah, I study meteorology. So big weather guy, uh, and I'm a senior. So this is my last year I'm wrapping up. I, you know, I had forgotten that you're a meteorology major. Are you, are you tracking all of these hurricanes? You know, this is like the potentially the most, um, you know, active hurricane season ever. Yeah, we're having a really big hurricane season so far this year. Uh, we're talking about it in some of my classes. It's really interesting. Okay, okay. Um, well, fun. I might have to ask you more about that after the class. <laughs> I'm, I'm very interested in this. And so, yeah. uh, And then uh, tell us something we don't know about you, maybe just an interesting fact. Yeah, so uh, when I graduate this spring, I'll actually be commissioning as an Air Force officer. And so uh, after I graduate, I will be moving somewhere else, probably across the country or possibly to Europe or something like that. So I'll be moving a far ways away. Wow. Okay. Okay. Um, well, I'm, I'm curious, do you have any place in particular, you, you know, if, if you could just pick, you'd like to be stationed someplace you'd end up? Yeah, probably my top pick right now is Germany. That's a pretty uh, a realistic one that I could get. So okay, okay, uh, yeah. There's I'm I'm blanking on the name of the big Air Force base there. There's a big U.S. Air Force base, right? Remind me. There's a uh, Ramstein. Ramstein. That's right. yeah. That's right. Okay, very cool. Well, great. Well, Mark, we're excited to to hear your story and hear how God's changed your life. Tell us what was your life like before knowing Christ. Yeah, so I was sort of that person that was always putting God in different boxes, categorizing him. And, you know, he could be in this part of my life here, but I wasn't going to let him into this part of my life here. Uh, I accepted him. I accepted Christ when I was younger, uh, and I believed in God, that he was real and everything, and that everything in the Bible was real pretty much my whole life. And I grew up in church, but I never really let him take control of my life for real. Um, He was just sort of my friend on the side that, you know, I'd spend time with on Sundays, but I wouldn't be seen with him around my other friends at school or anything like that. Uh, I always sort of treated my first priority in life as uh, being liked by others, you know, gaining approval from people. And that's sort of what guided my life when I was younger was just trying to please people. Um, That sort of led to me growing up about being worried about what others would think of me, stuff like that. Instead of really worrying about what God, you know, would think about me. I was more worried about other people. Uh, It took a while to realize, but I was really just ignoring God. I wasn't even trying to have a deep relationship with him. And it really got me nowhere because 
uh, I was trying to please everybody else, but everybody was just as imperfect as I was, you know, none of them were perfect like God. And so that led to me uh, living for them and feeling really lost and disappointed when, you know, nothing ever came to fruition like they thought it would. Uh, And, you know, fast forward to college, you know, really susceptible to, um, you know, lifestyle changes and everything. Uh, Beginning of my sophomore year, I just got out of an unhealthy long-term relationship and it left me with a lot of emotional hurt and I didn't know what to do with it because, you know, my relationship with God wasn't that great. I never really took it that seriously. And I was just kept in my own ship. You know, I wasn't turning to God for anything. And then I was alone. And uh, so that led to me turning to uh, unhealthy and sinful outlets like girls, alcohol, vulgarity. And, uh, and that was my life for a brief period of time. So. Wow. Yeah. It- it's interesting too thinking about when uh, some of those things that are such uh, common smears, I think, for walking with Christ in college. You know, uh, you, you just mentioned there at the end, um, girls or you know, relationships, uh, alcohol, and then vulgarity. It's interesting to think about those things when when we're trying to find ways to please other people. Um, we'll, we'll find ourselves kind of going with the flow, right? Sort of, sort of swimming um, downstream with everyone else uh, experiencing those same kinds of things. And so that makes sense. But it's interesting that metaphor, um, you said I was captain of my own ship right now, which really, I mean, when I hear it, I think of uh, this issue of control. You know, it's, it's yeah. who's in charge of my life. And it was interesting, you know, you're saying um, Jesus was your savior. You know, you sort of made a decision to believe in him. But he wasn't really in control of your life, I think. Yeah, I heard you say. exactly. So, and, you know, we, we think of, about these different images of Jesus as Savior, but also Lord and King. And sometimes that's the more challenging part, right, mm-hmm. is, that, uh, is that he has control over our lives. We want, we want to give him control over it. So, um, well, well, tell me, what, what changed then? What happened that led to transformation in your life? How did this 180 come about? Yeah, so I was living like that for a short period of time my sophomore year. And uh, <clears throat> one Sunday I was yeah, at church with some relatives and we were listening to the sermon and it was about deviancy and how we reject God. And uh, growing up, I never really felt like sermons applied to me because, you know, we we're talking about all these, you know, bad, sinful things. But I grew up in church and, you know, I was a Christian, so that's not really about me. But this sermon was different. And I was like, Oh shoot, I'm the person that the sermon is talking about. You know, like I never felt like that before. And I was like, well, this is it. You know, I'm in the spotlight, like they're talking about me. And um, so, you know, I was the one rejecting God and living for myself. Um, And I just had this sermon just playing on repeat in the back of my head for, you know, the next couple of days. And I was like, it was just rocking me at my core. Um, And so, yeah, I was just, I kept thinking on that. And, uh, you know, in scripture, 1 Thessalonians 4, 7, it says, uh, for God has not called us for the purpose of impurity, but in sanctification. So he who rejects this is not rejecting man, but the God who gives his Holy Spirit to you. And, you know, everything I did sort of felt meaningless, you know, that, that period of time in my life where I was living that way, everything felt meaningless. There was no purpose. And uh, eventually I was just so disgusted with how I was living and the mistakes I was making that I just knew I had to change and uh, I couldn't even trust myself to make my own choices anymore. You know, how we were talking about being captain of my own ship, you know, I didn't even want to be in the captain's seat anymore because I was screwing everything up so bad. Um, 
So I, I realized that that was sort of my rock bottom. You know, I didn't even want to trust myself in making my own, deci- my own uh, decisions. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I sort of kicked myself out of the captain's seat, you know, knowing that I was just doing more damage than good by being there. And uh, I started seriously going to church on my own again here at OU uh, and really taking it seriously. And I got plugged into a campus ministry as well. Uh, and I sort of recognized that my imperfect nature and desires could never satisfy like God can. And uh, that they would ultimately just lead to more unhappiness and destruction as time went on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really just needed an anchor in my life because nothing felt solid, nothing that I was doing. So I was really nervous when, you know, all this was running through my head, obviously, because it's just life-changing stuff that I'm contemplating. And uh, I knew, you know, everything that I had done, I was disappointing God, but I was also disappointing, you know, people that I knew and their expectations for me, you know, to be a Christian and live for God and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, I really feared dealing with the consequences of all my my actions I had taken and the people that I hurt, but I knew I had to uh, sort of, you know, deal with that. I had to accept my consequences. Um, and, you know, I'm still apologizing to some people and dealing with some of the consequences from that period of time in my life, you know, like anyone would responsibly, but turning to God was the greatest choice I ever made. Uh, I fully gave my life over to Christ last fall and was baptized at Stroud's run there in Athens. And, uh, since then I've been living for him with joy in my heart. That's awesome. That's great. Stroud's Run. I didn't know that. That's yeah. Great. Yeah. It was beautiful. Awesome place to get baptized. I'll tell you. Sure. For sure. And um, I, I, it's interesting what you said there, uh, talking about how natural desires you sort of realized wouldn't satisfy you like God could. It's fascinating that, you know, often when I talk with uh, those who don't have a relationship with Christ, one of the fears is that, well, if I choose to live for Christ, I'll be dissatisfied, that I won't, you know, it's sort of this picture of, well, I won't get to have fun anymore and my life won't be satisfying. I won't get to do what I want and have fun. But what I hear you saying is that you were living for yourself. Um, You were making your own decisions as captain of your ship, but it was actually dissatisfying. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It was, it was a lot of, a lot of uh, short term, short term uh, desires that would lead to long term unhappiness. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. It's really true. I mean, the scriptures talk about this, that, that we're satisfied in Christ. Um, you know, I often think, uh, I often think about Mary, um, you know, the sister of Martha, not Mary, mother's Jesus, but Mary and Martha. And um, where Mary sits at Jesus' feet, and it says that he was her portion, uh, this word portion, that he's enough, that there's something about him that satisfied her. As she, as she sat and listened to him teach. And so I think about that often, that actually knowing and walking with Jesus is a satisfying experience, even when we think that, uh, you know, the fear for some, I think, is that it will be dissatisfying. So so you gave over control, you were baptized, and then what's life been like since then? Yeah, it's been fantastic. I mean, I don't, you know, I was talking about how living that way, everything I did felt meaningless, and I was so disgusted with myself. There's you know, none of that anymore. I don't feel meaningless or disgusted. Uh, everything I do, I feel content and hopeful. Um, you know, I'm, uh, I'm engaged to an amazing God-fearing woman now. She's fantastic. Um, and That's an interesting fact you didn't tell us about. Mark- I know. Well, I, you know, <laughs> yeah, your podcast a few times ago with Alex, that was his fun fact. So I was oh, like, oh, I can't copy his, you know, <laughs> but, um, 
yeah, you know, I got a great group of friends and crew that I met last year that I love spending time with. Um, and just my whole life is just filled with just joy um, now. Uh, you know, and in the end, it really took God letting me sing to rock bottom, you know, for that short period of my life to see how imperfect I was and to, to turn back to him, a perfect God, uh, you know, but if you, you know, if you're listening to this, uh, you know, somebody listened to this podcast and you feel like you're hitting rock bottom, just remember that God hasn't abandoned you. Uh, he's there. He's been there the whole time. Uh, Isaiah 26, four, it says, trust in the Lord forever for in God, the Lord, we have an everlasting rock and he's always there for you to turn to. And he was always there for me to turn to. It just took me, you know, uh, hitting that, that really bad point in my life to realize that I needed to turn to him. What a, yeah, that's a good word. I think that's a good encouragement, uh, especially for people who are listening who might feel like they're at rock bottom, uh, that there's hope. Uh, and also for people who are listening that might be wondering, well, what, uh, what, are, what's it, uh, what are some of the benefits? What's the payoff? How, you know, how does this work that I uh, have a relationship with God? What's in it for me? And of course, it involves um, commitment and sacrifice and uh, but these are things that God gives us by grace, and we get. To, but I love how you describe this—the the joy and the contentedness and the hopefulness you feel, um, rather than meaningless or disgusted. I think you said, and so absolutely, um, just just incredible. And this is why we love highlighting 180 stories like yours, Mark, because we get to hear about how God has changed people's lives, how placing our faith in Christ and walking with Him. Uh, makes a 180 degree difference in our lives. And it's not just that um, that we choose to live 180 degrees, but when we say yes to God, he comes into our life and, and turns us 180 degrees. It's really something that God does to us that we then get to enjoy. And I, I love getting to hear your story. Um, yeah. And I think a, a lot of listeners are going to connect with some of that narrative there, bro, uh, because of uh, what a common experience I think it is to hit rock bottom eventually. And so, Definitely. Um, so really appreciate you sharing. Really appreciate uh, uh, taking the time to be on the show with us. Um, now, one last thing. When's the wedding? When's this happening? Oh, man. Uh, well, the wedding is uh, January 2nd, okay. so pretty COVID soon. Pending. COVID pending. Yeah, like yeah. We're just, we're just, yeah, we're just making it work in the middle of pandemic, so. Okay, okay. That's great. And um, see, because now the really relevant question is, uh, your fiance, where does she want to live after you graduate? Hopefully Ramstein Air Base in Germany. But... See, see, the great thing about her is she loves traveling, so she's oh, fine with living anywhere. That's the best thing. Okay, that's great. It sounds like you've chosen well. It sounds like... <laughs> I, I think so, too. I know so. That's awesome. That's great. Well, thanks for being on the show, Mark. Grateful for you sharing our story, and um, really grateful that you took time to be with us. So thanks Yeah, for thanks for the opportunity, Chad. You bet. Thanks to our listeners for tuning into this episode of the 180 Podcast, a production of Crew in Southeast Ohio. If you enjoyed this episode, please give it a like, a share, or leave an encouraging comment, and that will go a long way toward helping others hear about the podcast. The podcast isn't the only thing that we do. Whether you're a student living on campus or if you're still at home studying virtually, we'd encourage you to check us out on social media to hear more about what's going on. You can follow us on Instagram at crew at OU. Or to learn more about who we are and what we do, head over to our website, crew at ou.org. We'd encourage you if you visit the site to complete our involvement form to get more connected to all the things that are happening. Thanks for joining us. We look forward to seeing you next Thursday for another episode of the 180 Podcast.